Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey guys, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's installment of Impact Cyber Church. Man, a lot. I'm so excited about this message I'm going to be sharing with you today. This is a message I have been sharing for over over 35 years, and I, I can I'll just never forget when this came alive to me. And uh, you know, originally when I would preach this message, I think I had a series called "Satan, a Defeated Foe," and you know, so, some of those type of messages. Now, I want, I want you to understand something. By the way, oh, let me mention this before I forget. You know, the the audio series of Ancient Mysteries is now available for a download or to order if you want the CDs. But I want to be sure and mention this to you. Uh, the audio series is not a duplication of th this series. What I try to do, I try to make it where if you listen to this series or the other series first, whichever one you listen to first, it's going to one is going to supplement the other because I'm trying to give you as much value as I can by providing these weekly cyber church messages for you and then supplementing them for those of you who might want to go deeper or go into uh, uh, developing this you know, a little bit farther, even maybe taking a little bit farther than I've already taken it. But anyhow, that is available for you right now, and you can jump in that, and you can you can be going through that in just 15 minutes uh, if you want to tonight. Uh, this week, I'm talking to you about what I call the imaginary battle. Now, this is so incredibly important. Now, let me say something. When we are deceived, when 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 we get conned, uh, it is a horrible humiliation. It, you know, so many times, I don't know about you, but, you know, growing up, so many times when something would go wrong and I would really be angry and really be frustrated, I wasn't really so much angry and frustrated over maybe the situation that unfolded, but usually I was angry and frustrated at myself for being naive and for buying into something that absolutely is, is not true. Now, we have beliefs about the devil that are absolutely not true. And, you know, these beliefs are primarily promoted within religious circles. Because you got to remember something. Religion and faith are diametrically opposed. Re religion is based on performance and ceremony. Religion has taken the way uh, the the way the Nephilim uh, of old, the way they taught that we should approach God, the ancient occult beliefs about the gods, and we have incorporated them into our concept of God, into our concept of, 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 of living by faith. And that's what religion is. Religion is man approaching God on his own terms, on his own ideology. Faith, on the other hand, is when God has spoken and we choose to trust him instead of our own opinion. We choose to trust him instead of, you know, whatever it is, whatever way we want it to be. And so 
this concept of the imaginary battle, I won't tell you this, this is, this can be humiliating for you. And if it is, let me, let me just say this. If you find yourself getting angry or frustrated at this message, this is when you have to stop and say, wait a minute, why am I reacting to this message this way? And you might find that it's more about embarrassment, humiliation, uh, that sort of thing, then it actually is about the message. Because what I've got for you is a message of freedom and a message of victory and a message that will equip you for uh, years to come and for the battle that is really ahead of us. Now, it's absolutely essential if you're going to be an overcomer that you put an end to all fear of the devil. Remember, the devil's a slander. He's a liar. And, and uh, he, he, he deceives people, and that really is his only strength. He doesn't have any authority over you or anybody else. Even if you're in sin, he doesn't have authority over you. He is only capable of manipulating any of us to the degree that we are willing to compromise in order to fulfill our own lust or to fulfill our own opinions or, or that sort of thing. Now, this is part of this ancient mysteries series because, because what, hap what has happened in ancient history with Lucifer is crucial to understanding what's happening right now in the world. If you don't understand the battles and the struggles that have taken place in the past, you will not understand what's happening in front of you. But even worse, you will not see what's coming and be able to prepare yourself. So I want to talk to you about the many attempts uh, of Lucifer to overthrow God and then to overthrow man. And I want to show you what, it, what the Bible says has actually happened in each one of those attempts. You know, most of us are familiar with Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, where, where it talks about Lucifer's first rebellion. It was based on pride. It was based on ego. It was based on insecurity. It was based on you know, all kinds of self-deception where, where Lucifer intended to overthrow God and become the God of heaven and earth. And uh, as you know, he lost that battle. Now, one of the things that is important for you to know, all of those angels that were involved in that battle. They were not cast down to planet Earth and able to roam the Earth freely. Actually, the Bible says in the book of uh, Second Peter and in the book of Jude that they were cast down to Tartarus, which is the abode of the dead. It's the Hebrew shale where the, where the wicked dead go, and they are bound in uh, chains in darkness until the day of judgment where they will pay the ultimate price for their rebellion. So I, I want you to get rid of this idea that that God threw the angels down here on earth and it was some kind of a test for us. It wasn't a test for us. They are not on earth. They are in earth. As a matter of fact, I may mention this in a later message. You remember when Jesus was walking along with the disciples and they, they came to Caesarea Philippi and he stopped and said, who do people say that I am? They have this conversation and he talks about building his church and the gates of hell not prevailing against it. There's a reason he preached that sermon and, and taught that message there. And that is because 
at the base of a mountain in Caesarea Philippi is where the ancients believed the gates of hell existed. And they believed that it was under that mountain that the angels were bound up and where they abide until this day. So first of all, and, and, and Jesus made this statement, the gates of hell. In other, words, in other words, there is nothing here that can overthrow me. My church will overthrow and resist and overcome the gates of hell. And man, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm phenomenally excited about that. I am so deeply grateful that we are not subject to these fallen angels. They don't have any authority over us. They've never had any authority over us. As a matter of fact, stop and think about it. The book of Hebrews says, that angels, that the job of angels was to be servants to the heirs of salvation. So my theory is this. See, people have, people have taught that Satan uh, was the anointed cherub that covered the throne of God as if he was closer to God than Jesus himself. That is not true. The Bible doesn't say anywhere that he covered the throne. It does say he was a cherub that covered. He may have actually covered the earth. His area of, of serving may have been planet earth. And, um, and in fact, if that's the case, then he realized he was going to be a servant of those who would receive salvation, something he would never receive, and we would be more connected and closer to God than he would ever be. As a matter of fact, the, and I base some of this on the fact that the Bible tells us that through the grace of God, through what we're experiencing with God, we're actually teaching angels. Well, you know what? We're teaching fallen angels. We're teaching uh, angels that haven't fallen. We, you know, we're teaching the all of the heavenly host about the goodness and the graciousness of God. And so, and so my theory is this. Satan was moved by pride. He was moved by insecurity. And really, when you start looking at, at the language of the words, you start finding jealousy and all these kinds of things. I honestly believe Lucifer has always been jealous of the human race and the, and the very unique connection that we have with God. Because what we have with God, no other beings in all uh, of existence have the capacity to know and experience God the way we do. And that's, we were uniquely created to be in this loving relationship. So Lucifer's first rebellion in heaven, uh, he lost and the angels were cast out. And you know what? I'm not sure. I'm going to say this. I probably will regret saying this because some people are going to send me some goofy emails and make some goofy comments. I don't even really know if Lucifer himself and Satan, who is who is now functional, I don't really know if they're the exact same being or if they are just bred out of the same evil desires. I, I, I really don't know, but it really doesn't matter because what we need to understand uh, more than, um, you know, where they are, the geography that they now inhabit. What we need to understand more than anything is how they function. And their names tell us how they function. Now, the next rebellion took place in the garden. So since, since Lucifer could not overthrow God, then he did the, the next most powerful thing that he could do because God had given authority 
uh, of planet Earth to man. Now, see, that's a phenomenal thing. Even when you sin, a demon doesn't have authority over you. Even when you, even when you fail, even when you make your biggest errors, demons don't have authority over you. Uh, the only being who has authority over you is God, and God has given you and and given me delegated authority to operate in planet Earth, which means the devil cannot make us do anything to us. Or, or excuse me, the devil cannot make us do anything, but the devil also can't do anything to us unless we fall for his deception, unless we believe it, and unless we're willing to to let it happen, sit back idly and just let these horrible things happen because of a, because of fear and unbelief. So the next the next big rebellion was to uh, come to planet Earth and get man to turn his back on God. Now, here's the amazing thing. Adam brought sin into the world. Adam brought sin into the human race. But there was one thing that that Lucifer actually never counted on, and that's the fact that God's mercy and, God, and God's forgiveness has no limits. It has no end. And so even though he sucked man into this rebellion, and you know, Lucifer didn't fall when he was in heaven. He rebelled and was cast out. Man did not fall when he was in the garden. He fell and he had to be expelled. And so, so we have a situation where, again, this master plan, you know, you know Lucifer is so, you know, supposed to be this big master planning genius. Well, he is not. And, uh, and in the garden, uh, in fact, uh, man experienced God's mercy and God's forgiveness. So the next big move uh, of rebellion and, and an attempt to overthrow the human race and insult God and attack God was by what was called the Watchers. Now, the Watchers were a class of spirit beings, you know, they could be called angels because, you know, an angel is basically a messenger. And so the watchers uh, are the ones that look like human beings, that function like human beings. You couldn't tell they weren't human beings. You know, Abraham and, and uh, uh, Lot and different people had interaction with these watchers without ever knowing that they were actually spirit beings. Now, the watchers were a part of what I think was a diabolical plan. Because remember, if authority had been given to man on planet Earth, then Lucifer never has and never will have authority on planet Earth. God's not a liar. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to throw a fit of rage and say, you know what I'm done with? I'm giving the devil authority. I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him destroy you. No, that is absolutely never going to happen. Now, when Jesus came to planet Earth, uh, we know that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she conceived a child. Now, this was so crucially important because that child was, his spirit was of God, but his body, 
was of Mary. So Jesus came as a man and he emptied himself, according to Philippians, the second chapter. He emptied himself. And you know, first John 4 says it's the Antichrist that says he didn't really become a man. So anytime anybody denies that Jesus really became a real man with a real human body and real temptation, anytime anybody denies that, they are they are operating under the deception and the doctrine of of the Antichrist. And so Jesus had to become a man, otherwise he would not have had authority here on planet Earth. Now remember, when God created man, all the angels were there. As a matter of fact, when God created the, the Earth, when he created the universe, all of the angels saw it. And really, they understood many of the laws of physics that he used. They understood how, you know, you know, how this universe is supposed to work. And they understood how to do things that, that man really never learned from God because of, of him sticking to his opinion and, and, and mystifying everything and making everything religious and goofy and all that kind of stuff. So, if God needed for the Savior of the world to become a man in order to be able to use authority on planet Earth, then how much more did the devil need to work that same kind of plan? Now, keep in mind, Jesus said repeatedly that you know he did miracles. He did the things that he did because he was the Son of Man. He never said he did miracles and healed the sick because he was Son of God. He said he was the Son of Man. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of theologians, you know, when the demons would come out and say, oh, oh, son of God, you know, what do you have, what I have to do with you? Have you come here to torment me before my time? People say, see, even the demons broke out and giving him praise. No, they didn't. They were challenging his authority. And they were trying to say, okay, you're the son of God. You're, you're violating God's, God's word because you don't have authority as a son of God to operate on planet Earth. Well, no, he operated on planet Earth and did everything he did as the Son of Man, just like we do it, using our authority as human beings, but then relying on the presence and the power of God to manifest whatever it was that, that we chose. So the watchers, they came and they had sex with women. Now, a lot of people say, that's impossible. Can't be. Cannot be. A spirit being cannot come on a woman and make her have a baby. Well, if that's the case, how did Jesus get here? Now, I'm not saying that all of the factors were the same, the Holy Spirit and, and the watchers. I'm not saying whatever they did, they did it the same way. I'm not saying any of that. I am just saying, if you deny the fact that a spirit being can... Uh, cause a human woman to conceive, if you say that's an impossibility, then you have now rejected the humanity of Jesus, which is the spirit of the Antichrist. And you say, well, why would that be the spirit of the Antichrist? Because I got news for you. One of the things, one of the things the devil never wants you to know is that having authority isn't even about whether you're a believer or not. Now, that, that does affect certain dimensions of our authority, but it's about whether or not you are a human being. That is what gives us authority because as human beings, we're creating the likeness and image of God. You say, yeah, but we sin and fail. Yeah, but we still had authority. Now, so we can use our authority to, to team up with destruction and sin and evil and Lucifer and all that wicked stuff and destroy the earth and ultimately align ourselves with the Antichrist. Or we can align ourselves with God and use our authority to accomplish what God wants to do in planet Earth.
Now, out of the union between the watchers and the, the daughters of men, a evil, abominable race came forth called the Nephilim. Now, throughout the Bible, there are at least 40 references to the Nephilim. And actually, there are other Hebrew words and in the Septuagint, other Greek words that are used uh, rather than Nephilim that is translated as giants. Now, the Nephilim, they weren't all giants. And, you know, right now, as far as the, as far as the fossil record goes, the skeletons that have been found, uh, it seems like uh, Nephilim tended to be between about seven feet, and about 12 feet uh, tall, even though there were some exceptions of this. Now, many people come in and say, I don't believe in the giants. That's a bunch of, that, that's just a myth. Well, really, so, so then God lied when he told you about Og, king of, uh, of Bashan, who, who came out and fought against the children of Israel. And God lied about, uh, about David and Goliath. And God lied about all of the Amalekites and all of the giants that were in the, in the land of Canaan that Israel had to fight in order to inhabit their inheritance. And, you know, we just don't realize how quickly we make God out to be a liar because we gr agree with fake science. Now, I want you to understand something. And I'm probably going to do a series on this real soon about creation and about fake science because fake science is sending more people to hell than anything and making people doubt the Bible uh, all under the guise of science. But the Nephilim, these were... Uh, even though they were had a, a human body, they were wicked, they were evil, they were murderers, they were cannibals, they were blood drinkers, and all you know, all of what we see in the myth, Greek mythology was and demagogues were actually probably Nephilim, and they are the ones who created religious lies about God and about what it took to, you know, to please God that really has been incorporated by almost all of the human race. I mean, stop and think about it. Uh, in the days of Abraham, there were only a handful of people that knew and believed in God anymore because the Nephilim had, had, had been there before the flood. And then the Bible says in Genesis 6, it says, and then they were here afterwards. They were here after the flood as well. But the Nephilim were giants that went out and waged war on the human race. And, you know, the amazing thing is, is Abraham, Jacob, uh, Joshua, Caleb, there were dozens of Hebrew believers that actually were giant killers. But not just Hebrews and not just people that knew God. But, you know, here in America, uh, most, of the, most of the Native American tribes have stories about the giants that were here before they got here. And they talk about going to war against these giants, and, and you can actually find their, their, their burial mounds, and actually the government won't let you dig them up anymore because they do not want this story out. So anyhow, we know that they were here, but we know that they could not defeat the human race. Whether they were believers or not believers, they could not overcome the human race. And then, according to Jewish uh, uh, teaching, because the Nephilim had the spirit of the fallen uh, of the fallen angel, of the watchers, and then had the body uh, of the 
that came from the female had the human body. Well, then the problem was when that body died, that spirit had nothing to inhabit. And according to uh, uh, Jewish teaching, that is where demons came from. We know demons couldn't have come from the fallen angels because they were all chained up. And so these demons uh, are the spirit of the Nephilim. Now, here's what's so interesting about this. First of all, is that the human race annihilated the Nephilim. Now, I don't, there's probably Nephilim that are alive today. And we'll, we might even talk about that in one of these messages. But, but the point is this, these demons who have no authority and who only have the capability of operating when they can influence someone, they can't really do anything themselves. Y'all remember one night I was, I was doing a crusade and a bunch of witch doctors had gotten together to chant curses and all this kind of stuff. And I had somebody with me and man, they just kind of panicked and they're like, they're like, man, what, what are we going to do? And I said, well, as long as they're down there chanting curses, we don't have to do anything because uh, 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 demons can't hurt us. I said, but I got news for you. If one of them comes running through that door with a machete, that's a whole different thing because that's not a that's not a demon attacking me. That's a human being attacking me. And that human being can function and can do damage here on planet Earth. And so 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 here here you've got you got the, the Lucifer, Lucifer's rebellion in heaven. You've got man's rebellion in the garden. You've got the watcher's rebellion uh, and breeding with the, with, the, with the daughters of men. You've got the Nephilim, which, which terrorize planet Earth. And then you've got their spirits, which become demons, which, which we have authority over. You look at Jesus as a man. He has absolute authority over demons, which means we have absolute authority over demons. Now, and ultimately there's going to be the Antichrist. Antichrist is going to come and he is going to preach a false religion just like the Nephilim did, just like every satanic uh, uh, occult uh, uh, organization ever has. And he is going to attempt uh, to lead man astray so that he can do the, you know, finally overthrow planet Earth. He knows he can't overthrow God. But he might be able to overthrow planet Earth if man will cooperate. But the problem is this. The Bible says that whenever Jesus was crucified, the rulers of this world did not know. They didn't understand what was going to happen because if they would have understood, they wouldn't have crucified him. Because what happened was he died. He became the sin of the entire human race. He, was, he, he suffered the punishment for that sin. He was alienated from God, just like we would have to be. But he, he uh, used his faith. He trusted God and trusted the promises of God. And he was raised up in righteousness and we are raised up with him. And the Bible tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in fact the power that works in us right now. Now that's a phenomenal thing because for, in order for Jesus to be raised from the dead, then you have to understand that he had to conquer all demonic power. He had to conquer Lucifer. He had to conquer Satan. Who, you know, if they're two different en entities or if they're the same or if it's the same principle. He had, to con he had to conquer every evil that there is. And then the Bible says, read Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. We won't have time right here. But, but it talks about how that whenever he did this, he was, he, God raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that's named, 
uh, not only in this age, but also in the age to come, and put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all. In other words, uh, he is under Jesus' feet. We're in Jesus. Therefore, he is under our feet. Let me tell you something. Every concept that we have, every reason that we come up with to be afraid of the devil, to to, to feel like we got to hide, that we got to run, is, is a religious lie that is holding us captive and keeping us from being who we really are in Jesus. Listen, share this with people. Be sure to come back next week. I'm going to be sharing some great news next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.